Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. And this week we will be talking to someone who very recently has started pursuing his own health, adventure, um, certain sort of athletic challenges, uh, basically everything that we like to talk about on the Like a Bigfoot podcast. <laughs> so this this uh, episode is really important and really good for whoever you are out there and maybe you um, have a goal that you want to start chasing, uh, maybe have a certain future version of yourself that you have in mind, but you're not 100% sure what steps you need to take to get to that goal. Um, we're talking to Jason Suddeth, uh, one of my neighbor's sons in Danville, Virginia. <laughs> when we lived down in Danville, uh, I just recently actually went back there and visited. Um, we had to go to Durham, North Carolina for a wedding. Had a great time. Um, went back, ran on my old trails. And surprisingly, surprisingly, Right as soon as I got off the plane, I kind of was like, man, I miss humidity, which I never thought I would say, especially during like a July day when I was completely soaked in sweat at like seven in the morning and had to change pairs of shirts at least five or six times a day. <laughs> but that's beyond the point. Uh, point is our neighbor's son, Jason, um, just always the nicest guy. We'd see him every so often and just a just a really solid individual. But recently, he has kind of taken on certain commitments to become healthier and has recently lost 40 pounds in 2 months, man. That's insane. And he was just doing doing it by doing the whole 30 challenge um, where you eat nothing but whole foods so fruit vegetables meat for a month and he did he really extended it into the whole 60 challenge and man 40 pounds in two months is crazy as soon as he started doing that um he started taking his dog for walks and then runs and then doing yoga and really he's just been following kind of the equation that i've been preaching on here since episode number one which is just consistent little actions over time equals results or equals success. So if you're consistently doing things right, like eating healthy, exercising, trying new things, if you do that consistently day after day after day after day, week after week after week after week, Eventually, you're going to face success. And it's not a quick process. There's no like quote unquote hack to it. It's just consistent action. Consistent action will get you where you need to go, will get you to succeed. And I'm happy to say, and you'll hear it in this episode, that Jason has really over the last couple of months embraced adventure, embraced maybe not being good at something when you start and then eventually working your way into becoming better and better and better. And really he's just started being conscious about his own health. 
The other big topic on the podcast is we talk about a recent trip he took to the Linville Gorge. Um, and I'm not going to tell you much about it here, except that it's my favorite place, wilderness, on the East Coast. Or at least that I discovered on the East Coast. Let's say the Southeast. So like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, that kind of stuff. Uh, look it up right now. Linville Gorge. Um, it's going to be the picture I post with the podcast is of it. But it's an amazing, unbelievably beautiful place. Unbelievably wild place, which is hard to find on the East Coast sometimes. And it's just great. So Jason went there. He did a backpacking trip. We'll hear all about it. It's a lot of fun. In fact, when I approached him about coming on the podcast, my pitch basically was that I wanted an excuse to nerd out about the Linville Gorge. <laughs> so so we'll chat quite a bit about that here. Um, real quick story. I just got back from my first camping trip of the year. Uh, dad camping. <laughs> it was the first time I had both the girls while camping. So I had a three and a half year old and a nine month old and they were with me the whole time setting the tent up and packing, and unpacking and, you know, cooking s'mores. And really it was, it was just an awesome time. But one thing I realized is camping as a parent is complete is a completely different experience <laughs> so i packed my car and as i got done packing i literally looked around and just had the thought to myself i think i packed my whole freaking house in this car which was crazy um and then we get there and we start fishing and my daughter loves fishing she said she wanted to catch a whale shark so you know, she was shooting for the stars for sure. Uh, no whale shark. In fact, we didn't even catch anything. But in the first 10 minutes, her little friend, who uh, is also about the same age, about three, I j I, she's throwing rocks in the water. And I just hear, <laughs> I just hear her friend, Julie, who had a rock in her hand, just say, hey, Harper, watch this. And then I, like a one second pause and then a, and then a cry, just a scream. And the rock came out of her hand wrong and it flew and just hit Harper directly in the face and in the eye. And she swelled up and had a black eye and stuff. And uh, I guess my whole point of telling the story is we ended the last podcast by talking about the importance of taking your kids camping and taking them into nature and taking them into the wild and all these beautiful places that we have. And it can be stressful for parents, man. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, I mean, with a three-year-old and a nine-month-old, it's a lot of making sure the nine-month-old isn't shoving rocks in her mouth and choking and then making sure the three-year-old's not falling in the water or getting bitten by like this giant snake that crawled right in front of her that uh, she didn't even react to. She wasn't even scared. Uh, it can be stressful. It can be hard work. It can basically be what parenting is in a nutshell, which is hard work, sometimes stressful. Um, but also at the same time, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's an experience your kids are going to remember. I mean, our kids played outside basically for 24 hours straight 
and you can't beat that, man. And I guess the reason I'm telling you the story is if you have kids and you just don't want to face the stress or you're scared they're going to get a rock thrown at them and hit in the face, <laughs> don't be. Because let me tell you, within 10 minutes, my daughter had forgotten about the rock and was just completely obsessed with everything else that went into the camping experience. So please take your kids out. They're going to have a blast. They're going to make memories that will last for a lifetime and aren't just going to be maybe the same old, same old routine or a memory of just sitting in front of the TV with a bag of popcorn 24-7. So make sure it's it's May right now. So make sure you guys are booking some camping trips, even if it's in your backyard and you probably don't have to book it then. <laughs> But even if it's in your backyard, take them out. They're going to have a blast. All right, enough of that. Let's get into the podcast after this real quick reminder. Uh, you can find the rest of our episodes at likeabigfoot.com on SoundCloud. Uh, you can subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes. All the reviews help because that way it kind of gets more people to be able to see the podcast and and maybe listen and maybe, you know, take away some some cool knowledge or or some inspiration or something, something fun like that. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, here's Like a Bigfoot, episode number 39, Jason Suddeth. Oh, hey, yeah, before we start... <laughs> Go for it. You got Lindsay, me sorry, Lindsay and I always, we never heard your last name pronounced, so we always said Sudith, but it's really Suddeth, isn't it? Suddeth. I knew it. I knew it, man. Dude, speaking, speaking of that, we didn't know, um, we didn't know, I can't believe I'm blanking on this, dude. I'm blanking like crazy right now. Uh, Kathy and <laughs> Kathy and... Mm-hmm. Gene, holy crap. Okay, yeah. We didn't know their last name for the Smith. longest time. I know. And we were like coming up with like intricate plans to go over to their house. We we're like, is it, it it's is illegal so, to look in their mail? <laughs> but it's so hard. Like moving into Danville, I ran into it so many times because where my house is across the street, yeah. it's um, this big apartment complex. And they're changing people out every like oh, month, yeah. and there's sometimes there's new people, and then like there's these other people there, and I'm like, I don't know your name, but <laughs> hi, how are you? And we'll talk. And there's this guy, and I've been living in this house four or five months now, and like more than that, and he's been over the whole time, and we talk about running and biking and all this stuff. He knows all of the people that I know. Yeah, I just never knew his name, name until. Last night we we were talking and I went out to um, do a run and stuff and I came back and he was getting in from the Y and we were talking and it started raining and we're like I don't know your night and your oh, name like, man you're brave like, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say it I don't know your name and he was like yeah I'm Joe dude nice man <laughs> you see you're brave man because there there comes a certain point of not knowing someone's name where. You're just like, I'm not just, I can't, it's too awkward to bring up now. Right? I remember in college, um, I had this class in a certain lecture hall 
Um, and then immediately after, I, I was one of the people that stayed in that lecture hall for the next class, uh, whatever it was. Okay. And, you know, looking around, there's only like two or three other people that did that. So I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll chat with some people sitting here like the 10 minutes in between class and things. And so I started talking to this girl and months we were talking in between <laughs> classes. And after a while, I'm like, I can't ask what her name is but i'm sure she's thinking the exact same thing because wow. it's just past a certain awkward point of, <laughs> that's know? when you like obviously write your name really large on the top <laughs> piece of your paper <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and hope that they get the cue and do it the same <laughs> yeah exactly man so cool dude well i wanted to jason suddeth as we just discovered <laughs> there it is um man i just wanted i wanted to have you on because you did your first major backpacking trip um in probably one of i mean definitely one of my favorite areas in the united states uh, especially in like the southeast where you are um represent represent (laughs) oh man i'm hoping for some good southern accents in this podcast so you better bring it i'll give you all that i have okay it's been bad here lately because a lot of the guys that went with us on that trip to Linville Gorge. There you go. Several of them, they were like super Irish. <laughs> and so it has been like, I don't know, it's, I typically, whoever I'm with, it, the, the accents get pulled out of me. And that was, that was one of them. So Joy called it out, my fiance, she called me out on it the other day. And she's like, why do you sound Irish? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, as you're explaining that, I could hear it a little bit. Really? Yeah, man. Are you guys, is your background Irish? Um, more Scottish. Scottish. A lot of, um, a lot of English and then a little bit of Scotch in there. Yeah. But main, yeah. I guess, I don't know, it's somewhere down there, I'm sure it's there. My aunt's really into it, so yeah. we haven't, I don't know. She, she studies it, she tells me every now and then, but I'm mostly just a, a, a I think, what's she call it, an English farmer Okay. Or uh, shepherd, shepherd. That's what it was. English shepherds is what the Suddeth name is from. Okay. How how far removed are you from from the motherland? <laughs> <laughs> from whom? <laughs> from so far away? No. Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Because I isn't could... isn't a lot of Appalachia wasn't that settled by Scottish or Irish immigrants because it kind of reminded them of the Highlands in their country? Yes, okay. I have heard that yeah. that before. So probably I don't know, couple I don't know, ten generations. Yeah, <laughs> we'll give you that. I don't know. Nice man. Okay, cool. Well, that's cool. It's a question I'll give to Dad. Yeah, dude. So you you went to Linville Gorge and did a backpacking trip with like actual Irish people, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Actual like actual straight. Irish. That's actual awesome, Irish man. Friend. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was. So the group started, and it was about, I think, 15 of us at the beginning. And um, by the end, only eight actually ended up going. Okay. Because the weather was, like, trying to, to kick us all out. And um, it ended up being really overcast and get, it scared a lot of people out. So, But we started that day, and it was, it was overcast and, like, misty and stuff, but perfect for... Yeah hiking i don't know how much hiking you've done just in that kind of level but it was it was perfect because um you know the kind of 
Do you know from the chimneys to like short off? Yep. That that's whole the, area where that's the one part no I did. Shade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so dude. No shade. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my story too in the middle of this. But Ugh. yeah, man, that's the hardest section. So did you start there or did you finish that way? No, that was right in the middle. We started at okay. Spence Ridge. Um, okay. We parked over there. Um, was it ginger cake or gingerbread cake? Something over on that end. Okay. But Spence Ridge. Um, so coming right out of that, and then we went right. So we didn't go up to Table Rock that first day. We okay. walked around it, so we didn't go up. Okay. And then through the chimneys. Um, then we went down to, I think it's called Rock Pit. So that's right where you were, I think, where there's no no shade at all. Dude, no shade. And then up to short off. Yep. And then down the big hill, and we camped down there by the river. Oh, that cool. Was all, that was first day. Yeah. Oh, that was day one? <laughs> that was day one. Oh, so man, dude. <laughs> we did. Um, think I had my watch, and so I just got a Garmin. Your one of your one of your podcasties, they they talked me into a Garmin. Yes, Garmin. Not um, sponsored. Not a sponsor by Garmin. <laughs> not a sponsor, but they talked me into it. I don't know. I don't remember which one was actually talking about. I think it was my buddy Jake Reed, and I said Jake? that Garmin should have a day where it, because it recommends how many steps you take or whatever. Yeah. And exactly. I said there should be a day where there's like you wake up and it's like forty thousand steps, and it's like man up. <laughs> so I hit thirty six thousand. No way! Oh, dude, you already did a man up day. That that dead hell hurt. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> so it was I think the first day we did right at if my Garmin said we did nine point seven miles. Okay. Um so you can basically set it to an activity and you do it and we did it and it said nine point seven miles, but it drained the battery. So because the whole time I mapped it all out and everything. Yeah. Um but the stats that I got from that first day, it was pulling we did thirty five thousand feet worth of elevation change. Yeah. Uh, crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think that humans could do such things. It was crazy. Well, can I kind of paint a picture? Because I, I guess the reason I wanted to talk about I just wanted, like, you said you were going to hike the Limville Gorge. And then I <laughs> said, please come on my podcast and talk about it. Because I just want to <laughs> nerd out about the Linville Gorge. Because honestly, it. man, it's, it's like a hidden gym. Um, I love it. In North Carolina. And it's it's probably about right. an hour east of Asheville. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, honestly, it has to be one of the most remote and wild and, like, rugged places on the East Coast. Um, I know, like, you know, yeah. you get a lot of, like, Northeast, Maine, and New Hampshire. Those places are supposed to be pretty epic. But in the Southeast, you know, like, there's a lot of hiking, a lot of trails. But for the most part, when you're hiking in Virginia or North Carolina, or even like Tennessee or Georgia or whatever, you're Mm -hmm. fairly close to civilization still. Like I know a lot of the Appalachian Trail, which is beautiful and wonderful in its own right, but as you hike it, especially in Virginia, like you're looking down on little farms and stuff. So you're not like, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere, but you don't necessarily, you might not feel like, oh my God, I'm legitimately (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. But... The Linville Gorge, which is known as the Grand Canyon of the East, um, is legit. Yeah, it's legitimately like remote, and yeah. I've, I did research on it today because, like nice. I said, I wanted to nerd don't, out. Don't quiz me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's so remote, in fact, that in like the 1800s and 1900s, um, they started clear cutting the area for lumber. Mm-hmm. 
um, just all around there, like both sides of the gorge and everything. But right. it was basically they would have lost money had they gone into the gorge and cut down all these trees um, yeah. because it was just such a impossible place to get trees out of. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically untouched wilderness. And in fact, it's one of the only areas in the United States that's an old growth forest still. Really? Um, yeah, man. Cause like I said, they, they clear cut a lot in the 1800s and 1900s and mm-hmm. then, you know, it stuff has grown back as we've True. become a little bit smarter about conservation, but save the trees. Yeah. Save the trees. The Lorax. Once the Lorax was written, we were all exactly. good. Um, okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so that's, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons, right. That makes well, this see, area really special. It's funny you bring that up because back in March, they had this huge fire. Okay. I don't know if you did any research, you saw any of that. I did see some of that, yeah. So when we were, that whole section, like there's basically, I don't know, I'd say half of the trip that first day was you see nothing or you see like these burned down Whoa. trees, you see stumps, um, where we camped i mean there is just burned down charred stuff all by the river it's crazy but then like you get to this point i mean you see all the new growth and so there's this whole section where they call it fern valley or whatever and it's like this little fairy land that's got these super beautiful like ferns and stuff and when we were going through it that first day the mist was creeping up under it and there was like sprinkles of water everywhere and the sun started (laughs) peeking out and i i was like you walk out into this gorgeous like fern land for like a mile of nothing but beautiful like sun hit ferns with these sparkles it was yeah man. It, it was surreal like i mean just beautiful beautiful stuff yeah it's almost um, like that's you're... That new growth that's coming up underneath and so it's really cool to see how quick because that was march yeah and, i mean yeah, and it's, it's already cool. regrowing, which is mm-hmm. yeah, man. That's it's it is fascinating how quickly they respond. Uh, and by they, I mean forests <laughs> to like Point. forest fires and things. Yeah. So you started um, up kind of by Table Mountain, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you basically walk, and the chimneys that you mentioned is like these giant spires, these giant rock spires. And people were people rock climbing on them when you were there. Or? There was a few, so. It was really rainy that first day, so you we were the only people. We saw maybe there was these two girls that we passed at one point, and that was the only other civilization we saw yeah. the first day. And they were basically walking up to the Taylor Rock just to go see the views. Yeah. And that was it. Wow. Um, but then, so, okay, so the second day... Let me kind of back you up a little bit. Yeah. So we did the full 10-mile trip. Also, by the way, if you're just like, this is coming from someone who just recorded a podcast about a 50-mile race. It's true. 10 miles in the Linville Gorge, though, is like, it's honestly like double the mileage. Because so I had 39 pounds of weight on me. Exactly. No, I mean, it's impressive. 10 miles there is is no joke. I read online, someone said, uh, where did I read it? They said, oh, it said that one mile in the gorge feels like two. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, totally. I, I mean, the, the verticals are crazy. So, yeah. yeah. But so let me, so the first day we did that first 
long through hike and we got to the river and we camped but the river was we were going to do the 22 mile loop which goes all yep. the way down to the bottom short off and you cross the river and then you come back over on the um basically the east side and so that whole side is just nothing but up and down you're going over these fingers of the mountain and just right following the river but it's not like a river trail so yeah but we couldn't do that because the river was mega flooded so you came down for that little bit of trip to see yeah North carolina virginia and you saw how flooded it was then so all of that was flooding through yeah man the gorge well and, and so it was nuts is it there used to be a bridge there supposedly yep. but but now there's yeah, essentially just it washed out so there's a rope yep. that you hold on yep. to that's <laughs> not there anymore <laughs> the rope yeah, got the rope's washed gone. Out. i mean so yeah, that first night we got out and we dropped some set up camp and I did hammocks. So, and then we all got in the river and so cold. Yeah. I mean, I'm on podcast, so I won't describe all of the effects of the cold river. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> but yes, it was so cold, but it felt so good too. Cause it was like icing down your legs after like a long day at football practice. Yeah. It was good. So then we camped. And then we wake up the next morning, we make this decision. We're like, are we going to cross the river? Because it's doable, but we don't want to get our packs wet. And we don't know what the river looks like closer up towards the falls. Because that's where you'd where we have, have crossed Yeah, again. you'd have to cross again. Yeah. So we were like, let's just, we kind of came up to the decision to make camp. And then we lightened up our packs. So we left our hammocks and our bedding and some of our cooking and food. And so my pack went from like 39, 38 pounds. I dropped it down to about 20. Okay. So day got better. <laughs> and so we went back and uh, we made the decision that part of our group was going to go and get food and get like some legit steaks. Yeah. And yeah. I, th I think they, they, there was a beer run or two and they, <laughs> they, they went off and did this thing. So, where we were at, you could jump on, it's Wolf Pit, so it's about four miles to where they had parked and walked in on the other side. And so we, being, because some of the guys walked in on Wolf Pit side, so it's basically from the James Lake, yep. James, Lake James. Um, and so some guys parked on that side, bet us, and then we took those guys that didn't get to see Table Rock and the chimneys and stuff. And oh, we cool, walked man. You did all the we way back? We walked all the way back to our <laughs> car, got our cars, and then drove all the way back up and around, yeah. and parked at Wolf Pit, and then did the additional four miles. That's amazing. That second day. <laughs> and so, but what we did is, it was it was perfect day. Like, the sun was kind of out, but it was overcast, and it went in and out of these clouds, and it was just perfect. Like, 60 degrees, awesome weather. And we, um, going back, and I was telling the guys, because I'd never done, I'd never seen, like, the top of Table Rock and stuff, and so I was the youngest person there. And the whole time, I'm like, I started jogging a few times, yeah. I'm just, I've got a 20-pound pack on my back, I feel like I could take on anything. <laughs> and so we were jogging some, and going up and down, and every time I had to stop and look, and wait for them to catch up, because they're hiking. And, um... I was like, I got met up with him one point, and it was probably the bottom of Wolf Pit, or uh, not Wolf Pit, uh, Rock Pit, and just said, I'll meet you guys at the top of Table Rock. I'm going ahead. And so I went all the way up, and I left my pack um, at the bottom of the of Table Rock, 
and I scrambled the entire thing and just got up. There's like these rocks and boulders and stuff. I started mountain climbing. Yeah. It was so much fun going that way. But you get to the top and you can watch this storm just pull and it gets really dark. Uh, And then I just sat on the top while the storm rolls rolls past. And then this huge rainbow comes down. It It was perfect. It's amazing, man. Yeah. Do you get those moments when you go out into the wilderness that are just indescribable, but but you'll remember them forever, you right? know? And, exactly. and that was my special time on top of the mountain. Exactly. <laughs> like by yourself, no one else yeah. around. You're like, no one else has this view on earth right now, except me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. And, and so when I went to Linville last year, I remember I was on the other side from table mountain. So this is just, I, the day one, I just drove to, uh, this place called Wiseman's view. Um, mm-hmm. And just having this, just look, just look down into the canyon. So I want you to, if you're listening at home, like imagine the Grand Canyon kind of, except instead of like red, it's just green because it's completely covered with trees. And then at the bottom is this little tiny river running through like a thousand five hundred feet down, like cliffs is the bottom. Um, But I was up there and you can see eagles and like peregrine Mm -hmm. falcons flying underneath you. But they're like yeah. soaring. They're in like full soaring mode. But they're like way underneath you, and it's yep. it's it's pretty amazing, man. I I would highly recommend anyone going. Definitely. And I I wasn't able to climb Table Mountain. Um, and I'll tell you about that in a second. Just just because it wouldn't have been safe for me at the time. <laughs> it was so worth all of the thunderstorms and lightning. Yeah. You, you, no. It, so what it's cool about it is it's so high up that you're above the cloud line. I mean, it's that up that far. So you're going, and when you're scrambling, you're like, am I doing the right thing? And it's the rain starts hitting. And so I was, like I said, climbing rocks. I mean, I had never done any rock climbing ever. And so everything's slick. And I made the wise decision on this trip to where I had my Solomons. I mean, tennis shoes. Yeah. I didn't even have boots. And so I'm slipping and sliding (laughs) and get to the top and... It just gets calm, and then the clouds are below me, and it's just like, (gasps) (sighs) it was so good, though. And then I'm looking down on rainbows, and like you said, falcons and eagles, and it's it's just crazy. Yeah, man. Um, So did you guys get in your car? So you got in your cars and then drove back to the Uh, the the south side, side and then then you climbed back up and then climbed down to your campsite. Correct. So... (laughs) Yeah, that second day, I think we tallied it all up. My watch was dead at that point. Um, I think the final tally was right at 16 miles. Okay. Like between 15 and 16. So another long day, but like I said, we I lightened my pack a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, we drove back around, and then we had this. We came into camp, and some of the guys, they'd started cooking steaks. Beer, beer run. <laughs> beer. I mean, it was it – was, Awesome, because we came back. I mean, we all jogged into camp like champs, because <laughs> there's like four of us that did this whole thing again. Yeah. And like we were jogging in, and everyone's cheering. It was it was epic. 
I mean, I don't like that word, but it was it was, it totally was epic. so good. You yeah. you if you use it every so often, you can totally use that word. That's right. It's yeah. like you're awesome, which awesome oh, is man. a great word, and it is awesome. Uh, but you're allowed I, to say. I, well, I say I say. And I just took all of your awesomes. From I the <laughs> Lindsay Lindsay's drinking game. Every time I say awesome, uh. <laughs> she should be drunk by now because I just got her really really good. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's funny. <laughs> so then the next day, did you just kind of hike back out? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the, the third day was the Wolf Pit Trail. So yeah. it's another, um, it's like three miles. Dude, I'll link a map on this podcast. Like before yeah, I post uh, it, I'll post a pictures. map so people can understand. And then pictures, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because um, yeah, that's still quite a, I mean, what was that, like five or six miles? The, the last day by by the end of the full trip i had about 26 miles there you go yeah. man so you know the original yeah. loop the famous loop in linville gorge is 22 miles mm-hmm. but it's funny because i was reading a lot of things online and watching videos today and a lot of people haven't been able to do the right? entire loop because of the same exact reason you said of the river so yeah to still get well, 20- the guys, yeah the guys that i was going with they've never done it and they've been doing the same thing same trip for this is their fifth year, okay. and they've never done it, and they've always wanted to do it, but they never can. So. Yeah, man, it's it's Proven. it's crazy. I mean, it's it's the fact that, like I said, it's just so remote. And if anything happened to you down there, I mean, it it yeah. you would wait quite a while for rescue. So right. So yeah, yeah just you you told me like the day before I left <laughs> that there, someone got airlifted out. I know. I was like, ah, oh, crap. I don't know if they got airlifted. So yeah. I'll go into that a little bit. So. I first went there. I did a 50K um, called Table Mountain. It was the Table Mountain Ultras. And for all the beasts doing the 50 miler, they actually do kind of, I think they might, they do the loop uh, on top Dude, of really? some more miles. Yeah. And, uh, but us 50Kers, we basically just ran down uh, these like old dirt roads to Wiseman's View and then turned around. Mm-hmm. But, and the whole time I'm like, I know this is the prettiest place on earth right now, but we were socked in. It was like December 12th or something. It was in December and it was storming. So it was like 34 degrees and pouring rain, like as hard as it could rain. um, And it started about an hour into the race and then went the whole entire time. And it was so cold that. You would, I would have, I had gloves on, but they were soaking wet, obviously. And I would take what? them off to, I don't even know why I took them off. Oh, yeah, because I had to like unzip <laughs> my bag. Like I was, yeah. you know, to get some water, some food. You bring your hands to Yeah. Because yeah. like I'm still running a 50K at this point. So you need to keep eating God. food and drinking water. Yeah. And so I had to take my gloves off to unzip. But then at certain points, my hands would become so cold that I couldn't zip it back up and put my gloves back on. It was, insane and the whole reason i'm telling you this is because we had zero views all day like you couldn't see more than like five yards in front of you because it was just you're in clouds basically yeah and um coldest coldest i've ever been like hands down um but it made me run faster because i was like it's true i was gonna say get to the end (laughs) yeah 34 degree rain that's gonna make me go super fast and all i remember man who who plans a race in december in the mountains they changed it yeah they changed it the next year Uh, to october or september something so if you're listening and you're in the area like totally go check that race out but um i just remember it was my second 50k and i remember (laughs) getting to the end and I was so miserable and so tired and just beat up. 
And I was, you know, it's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life. Yep. And then instead of having like thousands of people cheering you at the end, it's literally the race director, like in like a giant poncho. And then uh, my wife, Lindsay, just <laughs> shivering. And she has a sign because she was pregnant at the time. So thankfully, I don't think she stayed out there that long. But she had a sign next to her belly of like a word bubble. And it just said, good job, dad. And it was pointing at it. So that was super cute. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I just thought it was so funny. I'm like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. There's two people that have witnessed it. <laughs> and all of the falcons and eagles. That's right. I didn't see those, though. They were, they were probably like, you know, by Chilling the... In- yeah, they were, they were all wrapped up in their blankets by a fire <laughs> eating like marshmallows and crackers and stuff. Watching you from the trees. Yeah. Exactly. Warm and comfy. Exactly, man. Yeah. So anyways, so the whole time we lived in Virginia, though, I was like, that was year one, I think, that we lived there. Mm-hmm. But I was always telling myself I need to go back there because I know that it's an amazing place. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so I went back last year. And then I almost, I had the exact opposite experience. <laughs> oh, no. Where uh, it was just brutally hot. It was in May, oh, I think. Carolina. Dude, oh, my God. It wasn't even the fact that it was hot. It was the fact that it was so humid. Humid, Um yeah. And I think I parked at, you said Wolf Creek Pit? or Wolf Pit? Creek? Wolf Pit. Wolf Pit Creek, whatever. Yeah. I Wolf parked. Pit. Yeah, I parked there. And you, okay. the first mile, you switch back up and you summit this mountain. Um yep. Oh, shoot, man. Yeah, I forgot to even we tell you. We were. Yeah, exactly. I forgot to tell you, yeah. though. So the, the day before. The sea trail. Exactly. Yeah. But the yeah. day before, this is what I was telling you at dinner. And I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out to eat dinner in Durham last week. And I was like, you're like, yeah, I'm heading over there right now. And I was like, oh, cool. Let me tell you about this time I saw the rescue crew there. <laughs> Don't finish the story. Yeah. I mean, it was, I don't think it was anything crazy, but going down into the gorge, there's no switchbacks, man. It's just straight nope. down. Yeah. And there was probably like 10 rescue vehicles there. Wow. And I was just going for a little jog down the dirt road. And I was like, you know, I went over to the rescue people and asked them if they needed any help or anything. Uh, and they didn't, but I saw him bringing someone up on a, it was like five people hiking straight up this mountain with someone on a gurney, which was, which was insane. But, uh, but yeah. And then the next day it was almost me on the gurney. So (laughs) yeah, that was, I mean, so on day two, we were, um, we had our lighter packs and we're just got up to the top of the short off. Um, or no, we haven't even got to the top of short off yet. And we're walking up and this is the third person we've seen the entire time we've been out there. <laughs> and was that just, scary for you? Or, I mean, I know bit. you're not used to that is why I ask. Well, it's just, you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, and I mean, it was, it was fun. Like, I don't know. I'm one of those people that loves nature that much that it's like, I don't know. It's good to me. It helps my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, and so he's this little scrawny dude. He's probably six foot and weighs maybe a hundred pounds. I mean, this rail of a kid. And we're walking, and of course, when you see people, you're like, "Oh, hey, how are yeah. you?" And he's he kind of gives us a little nod. And, hey, guys, and just this, and we're kind of like, "Okay, are you all right, dude?" 
Yeah. 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 I'm good. Um, and I, I, um, I'm, I was using my Indian like skills and stuff and I lost the trail and we kind of all look at each other and we're like, you're, you're what now? My Indian tracking skills. I, I lost the trail. And, and we're looking at a dude who's like, we're on the trail. He's like, no, no, there's this little trail that drifts off to the side. And he's got, like, a camelback on. And, and yeah. like, that's it. And we're just like, are you okay, dude? I mean, something's not right. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to climb up the side of Table Rock. And there's this little trail that comes off the side. And um, we basically was like, we hadn't seen one. Um you sure you know where you're at? Because <laughs> we're on short off. Whoa, man! Yeah, he was like six miles so away from Table Rock. Yeah. Exactly. You're like you and definitely so, lost the trail, man. <laughs> yeah, and so he kind of is walking, and then we're, he just kind of throws his hands up in the air, and says "fuck it," and just walks <laughs> off into the side of the trail. And we're just kind of all looking. I was like, "Be safe, dude." <sighs> and we're walking, and we we kind of get a little far away off and we're like we should have asked about his name because we're gonna have to call search and rescue and try and figure out to call his parents because he's dead oh my god (laughs) dude did you hear like i mean had did has there been like a missing person whoa man that's so crazy sometimes dude when you're in the wilderness you know you you go you (laughs) go into hiking or backpacking or whatever and you have all these pre preconceived worries of you know, I'm going to run he into was a by bear. Himself well, like exactly. Doing crazies. Well, you're like, I'm going to run into a bear or a mountain lion or I better worry about lightning yeah. or, you know, yeah. hypothermia. But sometimes, man, it's like you run into some, you run into some people and you get that crazies. You get the crazies. You get that weird <laughs> feeling right away where you're like, oh, should I try to like end this interaction as quick as possible? Cause I'm uncomfortable <laughs> here, you know? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the few people that like actually brought their guns to this trip, because yes, yeah. I do live in North Carolina, do, Virginia, man. where everyone has a gun, <laughs> except for me. Um, well, hey, if you're surrounded by people with them, you're good. Exactly. Why, who needs it? Yeah. But so, like, all these guys, like, they were, we were talking before we even left, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to bring my blah, 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 big gun, boom. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, what, were you scared of a bear? It's like, no. I don't think the black bears will bother us. Ah, it's the people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, huh, is that what we're going to run into? <laughs> and then you did. So, and then we did. So Man. I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of empathize with the crazy guy though, because, um, just real quick, I was like, I'm just going to run, you know, a half marathon in right. Linville Gorge, obviously on, in a, on a made, I thought, I didn't think it was going to be that hot to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So, I load up my bag, I have three bottles of water, and I start running. And you go up, you basically go up the mountain at first for the first mile, and then you have quite a ways on a ridge. And like you said, it goes up and down, up and down. Um, And, you know, at a certain point, I'm going really (laughs) slow because, like I said, every mile feels like two. And the sun is just beating. Like, dude, the sun has never beat down on me before. But well, that whole area right there, there's no trees. There's none, is, man. Yeah, and we're going. I'm going back up this hill right before the chimneys, and I keep see, the funny thing. You keep seeing Table Mountain in the distance, mm-hmm. and you're like, "That's not that close." Yeah, 
<laughs> it's just right there. Like, yeah. we should be there anytime. And the sun was just beating down on me. And I was trying to be conservative with water because mm-hmm. I thought there would be water at Table Mountain, but I wasn't sure. And so luckily I was conservative because I got to Table Mountain and spoiler alert, there was absolutely zero water. There's zero water yep. on that six mile stretch there. Um, yeah. Nowhere to fill up. And so that's why I was saying I didn't summit Table Mountain because I was like, I need, I probably should just turn around and head back. Yeah. And I started going back and I, I was even doing, I'd never done this before, but I was doing this little mind trick where I'd be like, okay, you're going to run for 10 minutes. And I was looking at my phone. I'm like, 10 minutes, I'm going to run. Yep. And then I'm going to have one sip of water. <laughs> Cause nice. I had like half a bottle for the last like four miles. Ugh, that's and, awful. Oh dude. And I got back to my car eventually. And like the last two miles I've had zero water and I got back Ooh. to my car and I was peeing Brown and I've never, this, it kind of scared me a bit. Cause I'm like, Yikes. I've never done that before. And like, <laughs> it wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done necessarily, nope. but it was a good learning experience. Um, right. And then like, we'll that, see- the added benefit, like a week later, I was covered in poison ivy. So, <laughs> well, see, like I wouldn't equate you. I would equate you running on the trails. Yeah, you're not like slowly walking the trails. Like you're not hiking. You're not running. He was just slowly taking like, his time, oh my- strolling the park. My Indian tracking skills <laughs> have taken me off path. <laughs> what the hell dude yeah yeah i mean that doesn't mean i mean that's you i would have been like okay that's one of those crazies that's running yeah yeah that's cool just a different a different type of crazy exactly (laughs) he was he was the wrong crazy so but yeah i mean i don't know it it was crazy. he was one of those crazies that i'm glad that some of the guys (laughs) were with you were with us yeah Yeah, because i mean yeah weird yeah, exactly. But yeah, man. So I wanted to ask you. Um, I guess I know I I know the story a little bit, but how did you prepare for for this trip? Why did you want to do it? Um, you know, and I I know about your your previous two or three months and all yeah. the amazing changes you've made in your life. So yeah, right? it, it, could you share a, a bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um. So. It all actually started with you and Lindsay doing the the whole thirty. Nice. I think that was kind of like the the point yeah. of I've got to get my body doing things. So when y'all did that podcast, I don't think I actually I listened to it. It would have been right beginning of March, maybe okay. I think, because um, March first it would have been shoot. Well, we put it out. I started the whole 30 on the March 1st. Okay. Yeah. Because we did it January to February and then we posted Mm -hmm. that episode, which honestly, man, it's funny because I think that one, because it seems so doable, you know, like we've talked to other people on here where it's like running 50 Ironmans and 50 states and 50 days, like probably not like super inspiring. Don't get me wrong, but like not something you can recreate. But the one I did with, my wife, Lindsay, uh, we did the Whole30 diet, which is 30 days of super clean eating, just meats, Eat. veggies, and fruit. And I've gotten like really positive feedback from that one. And a lot of people who have attempted the Whole30 uh, based off of what we were talking about. So that's, that was, that's been super cool. So you started yeah, so in March. and Started in March. And so 
that was I hit 262 pounds, and I was like, it's time to slim down. <laughs> I graduated high school, and I was like 200 pounds. So, yeah. um, but no, so I started the whole 30, and um, my fiance and I did that, and we shook hands the first two days, and we we're like, don't take anything seriously. I'm in like total food rage. Hangry is a thing. Yeah, we shook hands, and then. So I lost a pound a day that first month. That's insane, man. And um, by the end, I was like, huh, I want to lose 30 more pounds. Then I'd be back to 200 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a whole nother month. And in that month, I was – so I've got a great Pyrenees. You've met Jorah. Yes. Uh, named, after, Mormont. named after Sir Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just right. a giant dog. Yeah. The is the bear lord. Yes. Um, so – I was, we would go out in the mornings and we'd get a good 10, 15 minute walk every morning. And then I was like, huh, I'm going to do a 30 minute walk with my dog every morning. And then I did that and I was kind of got, I was like, this feels good. And so I turned that 30 minutes into about an hour walk every morning. And then I got bored with that. And so I was like, I'm going to jog for 15 minutes and walk for 15 minutes and then jog for 15 and alternate. Yeah. And then that became by the end of, month two of the whole 30 i was able to jog for a full 30 minutes and um i basically lost right at 42 pounds in those two months that's so awesome and then was able to run and then i entered my first 5k and me and John Robertson paced the whole time and he beat me by 50, like three seconds. And I'm a little angry and bitter. Um, you had an amazing finishing picture, by the way. It's so good. I hope that makes the photo for the cover of this. Maybe (laughs) I think we'll do a Linville Gorge, but I, I will definitely, uh, link to that amazing (laughs) photo. Now, were you, let me ask you about the photo real quick. Were right. you was that uh, was that truly totally how you felt? Just shatting my pants, <laughs> just wholly letting it out, like just full on. I don't care. Yeah, I've got to run fifth or it was. I think he took the picture and it was like I could see the finish line and I was I don't know feet away from John. Yeah. Um, oh, you're trying to catch him, Robertson. Yeah, trying to catch him and all I could do, man, and literally like. I can remember, because the picture right after that is me doing the YOLO sign, because I remember where that was, because somebody <laughs> waved at me that I knew, and I was like, yo, yo. <laughs> and it was, it was funny, because literally, I was letting out a fart from, like, because you know where cobblestone is? Do you know, you know, like, Craghead, so it's, you're on this cobblestone, yeah. you're bouncing around, and your ankles are hurting. Oh, yeah, man, that's a bad street. You Just, ran on that? They made you run on that? Yeah. That's a terrible streak like to run on. the end of the 5K, and this is the first 5K, let me tell you, that I've ever done. Yeah. So I'm at the end of this – I'm in that point two stage of the three miles and literally yeah. like bouncing around, and I'm just like, fine. I, I can't hold this fart in anymore, and <laughs> I'm just <laughs> – Dude. Like full on spread cheeks. Oh, my God. Dude, I always, I always wanted to have like a driver's license photo <laughs> where I was sneezing. But now I think a race photo while farting is probably probably up Done. there on like picture bucket list items for sure. Uh, that's hilarious, man. So 
So, so did you run, have you ran any more five Ks after that, or? I have not. I entered okay. another one um, that was actually supposed to happen a couple weeks oh, ago. That's right. The autism race. Yeah. And they canceled it because of all the rain. Yeah. Um, the trails that we were supposed to run on were, I think, three or four feet underwater. Yeah, at man. The time. That's crazy. I saw that video you sent me. Right. Yeah. So have you? Um, are you? So I saw yesterday though you started running at my beloved Anglers Park. I did. Yeah. Well done, um, dude. So, uh, I will pass the torch to you on owner of Anglers Park. I feel like I was the, uh, you know, I'm just declaring myself the owners of owner of Anglers Park. But not, yeah, you can. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'm worthy of that though. Hey I mean, man, I love Anglers. Dude, you you can work on. You can just work on it, and then you'll become worthy of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, I, I got yesterday. I did. It was. I did all of Green Loop, which is like two miles, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yep. And then I cut into Red Loop a little bit because I was like, I got more in me. And I ended up running like four miles. Nice, man. And then I walked to the last little stretch to my car. So yeah, I got once, a good four miles in. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, man. Once you can do the entire – like once I realized that I was getting it in pretty good shape for trail running is when I did the entire Red Loop which is 12 miles, mm. approximately 12 mm. miles. Yeah, and I, I thought when I first started, man, I thought that was so impossible. I right. And I even attempted it a few times and like backed out after eight miles or backed out after 10 miles. Yeah. And once you're able to do it, though, it'll just, it'll blow your mind, dude. It's such a, yeah. I don't know if, it's funny because, you know, Danville, not necessarily like a vacation destination for people. Yeah. Would you say? Okay. No, not at all. (laughs) And uh, this last weekend, I went there specifically to run. (laughs) Oh, and see people, of course, but specifically just to run back in Anglers because, man, it's it's like thirty-five miles of single track. Yeah, which is rare, man. You don't have that anywhere. Yeah, you don't. We don't have some things. Yeah, if you like hotels and car dealers, but then you've got the bomb ass course and the trails yeah and then from that then you've got um i think we've got one of the best frisbee golf courses on the east coast i don't know i've played on some virginia beach ones and some different ones throughout hatteras and stuff we've got pretty awesome one out there at blue park yeah man and then we've got one of the coolest rivers too i mean we've got some awesome history cool well i'll pump up my town yeah man you see yeah. by choice <laughs> You do. And uh, I guess some other great things, too. This is going to be the Danville tourist guide right now, Danville, Virginia. Because there's like 50 Danvilles, man. Like each state has a Danville. It's crazy. That's true. But uh, you got a good YMCA. And right? the the downtown area, honestly, they're renovating it. And it's becoming pretty nice. And uh, the yoga yep. studio there, which Were I do want to talk. Um. It was funny, man. Like just over the three years we lived there, you could tell the improvements that were made. Um, my hometown is Muscatine, Iowa, and it's on the Mississippi River, so it's a river town. Also, um, it also went through yeah. some times where the downtown was basically just empty buildings, you know. And then they renovated the downtown of my hometown. So yeah. as we got to Danville, I could tell like, oh, they're at least like making strides here. And 
eventually after like by the time we left three years in i mean there was like major improvements to the downtown and you can tell like just the trend of the direction it's going in town improvement is is pretty impressive so yeah 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 totally but i wanted to ask you about yoga because i know you got into that too so basically you lost you started losing weight you started doing the thing that is the smartest way to lose weight, which is just consistently moving the body yep. and consistently eating healthy. Um, yep. And then you, then you're like, let's add the extra challenge of hot yoga into it. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. So, um, I started, it was kind of one of those things. I think you mentioned it on a whim and a couple people. And I was like, I really just want to work on my core and get my strength. Like, strength up and get my balance because running is i mean balance is essential especially on the trails and stuff so it was like one of those things where after busting my face a few times on the trail i was like i need to work on my balance yeah. and then one of the girls that i graduated with uh, i knew she was like really into yoga and stuff and so on a whim i was like hey i want to get into an entry-level yoga class and she was like okay uh you should <laughs> definitely do work or come out here to hadasana and do some yoga and it's like, where's Hadasana and what the hell is Hadasana and how do you pronounce said place? And she was like, oh, well, I'm working the counter right now because I didn't even know she worked there. And she was like working it and was like, so you just want to get an entry level? And I, she signed me up on the spot and that evening, like within, because I'm at work texting her, don't tell fast and all. And then um, that evening at seven o'clock, I'm like, I texted Joy and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to this yoga class. Is that cool? And she was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And I was, it was one of those things where there's going to be girls in yoga pants. Are you okay (laughs) with this kind of thing? And and she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I thought you were asking because I thought you were like, I don't know, got a little sugar or something. I don't know what you're trying to do. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm going. And I did it. And oh my gosh. So you basically walk into this room. And they say warm yoga. So I'm thinking, okay, they just turn the air conditioner We're just not cold. It's warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not cold. And so walk into this room, and it smacks you in the face. I mean, with 98 degrees, the, the heat is on. The, there are four humidifiers going in every corner of this room. And... I'm, I'm a warm-natured guy. I mean, I sweat sometimes brushing my teeth. It was like instant pouring down my face. And I was like, what did I just sign up for? What is about to happen? And I had gotten this little cheap $14 mat from Dick's. And I was like, what is this? And I kind of I set it up, and there's these little blocks and a towel. And it's like... I've got this little Dasani bottle and I'm like, I'm going to need more water than this. <laughs> and so I go back out and I'm like, Ooh, it's hot. And she kind of nods her head. I was like, yeah, the hot yoga just got done. So we're trying to cool it down to 98. It was at 105. I'm yeah, like, man. Oh my God. Dude, the hot yoga there is crazy. I, I, the first day when it opened, I went and I was sitting at the end in Shavasana where you're just laying on the mat corpse pose. Yeah. And I yep. like for a second I thought I died. <laughs> I was like, "It's crazy." Am I dead? <laughs> Am I dead? So yeah, I walked back in with my second water bottle, and 
um, this lady walks in and she's just like this kind of mid forties, typical woman who has done yoga her whole life. And I'm like, Oh, cool. An artsy fartsy, just cool person. Yeah. And we're just talking and she's like, Oh, cool. It's your first yoga class. And this other chick walks in. And so there's me, another student, and then this instructor and, we're just kind of talking and I'm kind of stretching cause I'm not sure what I'm about to stretch and what I'm supposed to, I mean, I've never done yoga ever. Yeah. I mean, and we're just talking and laughing and all of a sudden she's like, yeah, so what we're going to do first. And she puts us in these poses and we're talking about breathing and she like tells you to take the deep breath and then another deep breath and then another deep breath and another deep breath. Yep. And by the end I'm like, Oh, she's teaching me how to breathe. And then she's all right. She moves you into another pose and stretch to here and don't go too far. Find your edge. Now take that same deep breath you did a second ago and set your intentions. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I love the way you're making my body feel. (laughs) And so by the end, so it kind of goes into these longer poses and then it gets into this like crazy ab work and you're, working their core like you've never worked your core before and then you're doing frog pose and your groin screaming yeah and then you go straight into these lunges and you're pumping your knees and then you go into this cool down mode and she's bringing you to this you're laying down in that corpse pose you're yeah. talking about and she's got control of the lights and everything and the music goes out of this kind of beatboxy kind of i don't know not um, crazy music, techno music or whatever. Yeah. To like this tranquil, birds are whistling, <laughs> rain's falling, the lights get dimmer, and she tells you to lower your eyes and find your intention from the beginning of class, and you just start feeling sleepier, sleepier, and so corpse pose basically. You've got your feet are on two corners of the bottom of the mat. Your shoulders are against the mat, your head's laid back, and your hands are by your side, palms facing up. And then they basically tell you to close your eyes, and you're laying there, and it just goes, like, they turn the lights down as low as they can go, and the music's going, and that's that point when you're like, I think I just died. (laughs) I am dead. This is the most peaceful death, but I am dead. Well, you know it's... You're just dripping. Yeah. And you're just sweating, and all you can feel is the sweat running down your body. And it's just so relaxing. And then they they ask you a couple, or they're talking a little bit, and then they walk around, and they lay these lavender-soaked frozen rags. That's the best part about the Danville one, because I've never oh. had that happen at any other place. <laughs> they lay them over your forehead, and it is, like, orgasmically good. <laughs> I'm using that word on your podcast. It is so good. (laughs) Like I didn't, I mean, it was just, it's cold or it's, it's frozen and it's laying on your hot face and it was just, (gasps) dude, it's your breath away. Good. Yoga is so insane because you drive by all these yoga places and you're like, that can't be that hard. You know, like, yeah. uh, The the saying is like (laughs) soccer moms do yoga. Like can't be crazy. And you go in and it's the hardest workout I've ever right? done in my life. Like, exactly. there's been some yoga sessions 
where hands down, it's been harder than any workout I've ever done or any event totally. I've ever participated in. And yeah. but at the same time, the weirdest part is at the same time, it's also one of the most relaxing things you can do. Yes, because I love it. because for the hour or so, all you're supposed like you're doing all these poses, you're moving your body, but all you're thinking about is your breath, and it yeah. just puts you in this crazy zone and this crazy state uh, state yep. of mind where. You know, it's it's awesome, yeah, it's man. So good. So, yeah, so you're I hooked. Went, I what, went back and yeah. immediately told Joy, I was like, I'm gonna continue doing this. I'd like you to join me, but I'm doing this at least <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yeah. And so she jumped in with me on the second go and she fell in love with it. And now we've been doing it at least once, sometimes twice a week. That's awesome. For forever now. I mean, we're going into our shoot. I don't even know. Uh, two months now yeah and one then you know once you do it consistently too you just start feeling so good that it's it's still really difficult because you're pushing yourself deeper and farther into your poses but at the same time you're used to it so it is you can reach that relaxing state a little bit easier um in the middle of it um i do want to talk flexibility is crazy and everything oh it's it's it helps so much it builds strength mobility um like i said meditation i mean it, it relaxes your mind uh, yeah, yoga's the best, man. So that's why I want to talk about. So both you and I are doing Calvin Johansson's 100 day challenge or join 100 club. Um, and mine actually is do to do at least 15 minutes of yoga every single day. Um, some days I do like 40, some days I do 15, you know, it just depends on, yes. on the kids and granted I'm doing it at home off of YouTube videos. So it's, it's, <laughs> You don't get the same atmosphere. You gotta love that Sesame Street yoga. Sesame Street Sesame yoga, Street dude. Yoga is where it's at. I'm telling you, you got Sesame Street on the background. Elmo's you should, world. You should teach a class. Yeah. Yeah. You should teach the class for the like the stable mom yoga class. Hey man, I'm like, by I'm by Boulder. People will definitely buy into that. There's like goat yoga now and uh, kitten yoga. <laughs> Sesame Street yoga. yoga. Somebody posted a video about goat yoga the other day and they're like doing these poses and goats are crawling on their back and crazy stuff that's it just straight up goat yeah. yoga uh goat yoga. i'm sure it'd be awesome i want to do it don't get me wrong i do want to do it <laughs> but uh i'd just be sitting in the corner petting them exactly exactly so anyways what's uh <laughs> what's your yeah. 100 day challenge so i started out with i'm doing 10 minutes a day of yoga at okay. least 10 minutes of yoga every day like you Except mine's only 10 minutes. Yeah. But like you said, it turns into 15. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, this feels so good. I'm going to keep going. And the other day, I like I did like two hours of nothing but stretching. And no way. That's awesome. awesome, man. But then like three days after, I was like, I'm going to do more. So I added 30 minutes of running or walking each day, which, again, turns into an hour or more. I mean, and then... I started that same day. I was like, I'm going to do something where it's because this is the hardest one for me, but writing down five things that I'm thankful for each day. Yeah. It's hard. (laughs) Um, That's the one that I've like bombed. Like when you look at my three charts that I have on the fridge, it's like yoga. I'm 100 percent minus a day because I took one rest day um, and then my yoga I've got every day. But I think two or three and then i took like all of last week off yeah. with my five days of thinking 
Which was like, isn't crazy that crazy? I went to the Little Gorge, and there's so many things to be thankful for. Yeah, but isn't that crazy? Because that's the one that potentially should take it's you the, the least easiest. amount of time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But when I sat down, I mean, like, of course, like, there's some days where I write down, I'm thankful for toilet paper. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, you should be. There's that was yeah, from the Little I mean, Gorge, thankful. I'm guessing. Uh, all you had is well, that was actually wet wipes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like. There's, there's just, it's, it's hard to drill your brain, but it's, it's also super awesome for, like, your spiritual psychiness. I mean, what well, is man? We, we, I, like, it changes your mindset of your day to day, and it changes it from being super negative. And I think that's ultimately what your podcast is kind of fighting against: is that negativity and that. There's a lot of negativity, man. Contentment. Yeah. yeah. You go online, like, dude. It, it, go on Facebook and all you see is like negative complaining st- and yeah, negative news and, stories and yeah, yeah, just uh uh it drives me nuts. Yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so that's what this is like it changes it restarts my brain. Like I found if I do it in the morning, it'll last with me up until about four o'clock. And then the last hour of work, I'm just like I, I can't do it. <laughs> But if I do it in the evening, it, like, resets me where I can go back into my day, <clears throat> go back into my day, and, like, that thing happened, and this happened, yeah. but it happened because of this, and I'm really writing out and being thankful for stuff, and so it's it's been an awesome change. Yeah, man. I mean, it's changed the way i look at day to day well there's science through there's cool. science behind it too and i can't remember if i explained this because Lindsay and i One tried to we, we tried to we tried to record a podcast that before we did whole 30 and we were like three glasses of wine and we're like it's before so whole 30 yeah so we're like it's before whole 30 so like let's you know let's go crazy and uh, there was quite a bit of it I edited out, but I attempted to explain. <laughs> I read this book, and I, I can't remember if I explained it is why I bring all that up. But uh, yeah. I read this book called The Happiness Advantage, um, and yeah. essentially the idea is really simple. It's if you're happy, you're going to be more successful. Um, but in the, in the book, they mentioned this idea called the Tetris Effect. And basically, it was a study. They had a bunch of college kids playing Tetris all day um, (laughs) or for a significant amount of time during the day. And then in their regular everyday lives, they would start, like, looking and seeing shapes and, like, seeing how they would fit together. You know what I mean? Like, I would see this picture on my wall that's a rectangle. I'm like, okay, if I turned it sideways, it could fit in the area between my desk. And so it was basically, like, what they focused on, Tetris is what they started seeing everywhere. And so the idea of the Tetris effect with the gratitude journal is you write down what you're grateful for, um, and then you start seeing more things you're grateful for because you're like reprogramming Mm -hmm. your brain to just find more positivity. Uh, Yeah, and it's it's contagious, Like, like, like you're saying. I mean, I've made it a point when I'm running or jogging or walking. I mean, every single person that I meet I will like go crazy, happy, joyful and be like, Hey, how are you? And (laughs) I usually get these crazy looks of what's this guy smoking, but it changes their day too. And it's like, I'm, I want to pretend like I'm rubbing off on them and getting them, giving them a little bit of joy to take through their day. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of fun. 
yeah really quick to just kind of wrap it up um yeah just do you have any other uh big backpacking trips or adventures or goals that you're shooting for um i want to get down to 200 pounds so i still got right at 20 pounds left all right so i think i'm going to finish this month out and i'm going to convince dad and i to do the whole 30 together this time they mentioned that to me when i was talking to him um, so that's definitely a goal is to get my weight down, but also to help my dad and get him kind of back on track with his stuff. He's been um, just fighting with like gout and all this stuff that your body just, it needs to be healthy. So, um, but then um, I'm definitely working on plans now. So you talked about it on one trip, one of your podcasts about the, um, the, the huge 50 miler, um, shoot, pilot mountain to Hagen Yes, Rock. man. Yeah, you texted me that, and I was you like, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, pilot so, mountain to Hanging Rock, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I want to I wanna be able to do that, but I don't want to go into it like stupid because <laughs> I just finished my first three, uh, like 5K, three miles. <laughs> And yeah. then, like, the most miles I've ever ran consistently was, like, seven miles. Okay, okay. So, thinking about that kind of wigs me out a little bit. It's in Especially October. Especially on trails, too, because it's different. Yes. And it's in October, right? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. It, it, I'm this close to signing up for it just to make myself do it. If anything, I mean, I, can, I know I can hike fast. That's true, man. And uh, so I guess my advice to you on that would be, I, I mean, I would just pull the trigger and sign up, but uh, <laughs> that'd be my advice. Just pull the trigger. I'm also getting married in September. So this is like oh. fresh off of honeymoon. That's, so dude, that's, honeymoon that's, could be taper week, man. Point. Taper, you got to taper, which means like you don't run as much and you're just relaxing. So there's that. Is a, whole, a whole month of tapering? Uh, maybe not a month, but definitely like the honeymoon <laughs> week, you know. Um, well, that's the 16th. 16th of September, I've become a married man. The smart move would be to sign up for the 50K, which is the one I did there. I didn't do the 50 yeah. miler there. I, I did the 50K. Okay. So that would be like the smart move rather than jumping straight into a 50 miler because there's a lot yeah. of like lessons you have to learn you know about well, see, your, I just, my brain i don't i mean i think my body physically could do it yeah well there's but like a lot of n- nutritional yeah like figuring out what your stomach can handle uh right. whether your brain can handle it and stuff and like all that comes comes to a front while you're training for it you know yeah. um so that'd be the smart thing but i say you know <laughs> you'll figure all that crap out anyways doing a 50 miler <laughs> exactly I don't know. It's it, I want to do it. Yeah. So yeah. At the end of the day, when you I can sign hike up it. for it. I'll I'll yeah. post it on your. Well, hey page. man, tell you what, if you sign up for it, I I will I'll have you back on and we'll do like a like a <sighs> preparing preparation one like preparation. a couple months before, um, or we could do one afterwards after you survive it because <laughs> that's what it, it, that's it. what it'll be. It'll be surviving. So oh, yeah, it, it's. Ugh, it's so scary though. Like I don't know, dude. You got it. Just you have to. So yeah. either either pull the trigger or like forget about it completely and sign up for something else. That's my that's my advice. But yeah, yeah anyway, you know me. I'm not gonna forget it. I mean, you've known me this long that I'm I'm gonna pull the trigger. 
That's right, the problem. That's all. That's not the problem. That's that's awesome, man. And <laughs> and I guess uh, my last question to you, when yep. considering like, I guess anything we've talked about on here, but I was I originally wrote this question as like a Linville Gorge question, but you could Uh-oh. apply it to like yoga and stuff. Um, what to you? What makes an experience a meaningful one? Like a meaningful experience versus just a regular experience that you have. Oh, wow. We're in it deep, dude. We're in it deep. I know, right? You just like (laughs) went in for the kill, didn't you? It's the only um, question I wrote. (laughs) So, well, I can take that so many different ways. Um, Well, like in the Linville Gorge side of things, Mm -hmm. like, shit. Um, I mean, just becoming one with, like, nature and stuff, that's super, super, super important to me. So from the Linville Gorge side, that was that moment when I'm sitting top of Table Rock and I'm looking down on this gorgeous vista of, like, rainbow and mist, and that was an event. That was my own, like, little piece of heaven. But then, like, within yoga and stuff, it's that whole journey of the the running and then the yoga has been discovering myself and learning myself. And so being able to, um, like turn off everything else and focus on nothing but myself and, and learning myself. And I mean, it's just a big spiritual like battle. And we, we talked about us having a weird moment, but yeah, this is me getting into my own head and like yeah. gritting down and, learning my own and so that that is the event yeah perfect Um, man that what makes that um definitely that's definitely a meaningful thing oh no for sure man uh i mean yeah (laughs) we don't give enough time for like these days like we can be distracted literally from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed yep we can constantly be entertaining ourselves or distracting ourselves with like you know the little menial tasks we have throughout the day like instagram like instagram i mean i dude i do it too man i i'm struggling through all that stuff just like everybody that's listening i bet yeah because you can and and so have i do i totally dude what you said is perfect having a meaningful experience is the moments where you're learning about yourself yeah and so i mean i made a promise to myself like forever ago like i was going through this battle of depression and stuff and what got me out of it was really just making a promise to myself and saying the moment I stop learning is the moment I stop living and so that was like that turning point of like finding yourself and really you can't learn other things until you really learned yourself and so I feel like the past couple years huge I mean I don't know. I mean, I'm getting to that point now. I'm. I don't want to tell my age too much, being a little youngin, but <laughs> I'm like actually learning myself now, and so it's cool to be able to say that I actually know who I am, and I know what I am. I mean, I don't know my purpose or my like ultimate journey goal, but at the same time, I feel like I could explain myself, and so when I'm in doing all this stuff, I've really discovered who. Jason Suddeth is and so it's kind of cool perfect um but yeah yeah well thanks for coming on today man and uh Suddeth 
That's me. <laughs> I can't believe we thought we thought it was Sudith for the longest time, Sudith. Lindsay and I, until like literally last no. week when you said it at dinner. And I was like, shit, Lindsay. We said it. <laughs> We've been saying Sudith to each other for three years. Well, so funny, funny story off of that. I know we got to cut this thing off because we're getting long. But so one of the like funniest stories considering my last name was my buddy left his phone at the theater one time. And so he left his phone and he, he was, he was my roommate forever. So, and we're like calling it and trying to find it and stuff. And just, we can't, we, and so he ends up and he's like, I was at the theater. I bet you it fell down to the seat or something. And so we called the theater and we're like, Hey, um, did y'all find a phone or anything? And, they're like, yeah, this Jason's sudden death kept on calling it. <laughs> are, are you okay? Are you like death threats or something? And so from then on, my last name was Jason's sudden death. That's amazing. Um, That's a great place to wrap yeah, it up, man. So, <laughs> right? All right, Jason's yeah. sudden of death. All of, the na- of all of the last names, that's the one that stuck the longest. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll get back at you, you know, in a few months, especially if you sign up for that crazy event. So, October, it's coming. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, dude. Peace. See ya. As a dude who comes up with crazy ideas and then convinces people to do them, <laughs> I am proud to say that a couple days after recording this podcast, Jason texted me. And he texted me the picture of his race entry to the Pilot Mountain to Hanging Rock 50K. Uh, So I will definitely be very invested in his journey into running his first ultra. And I guess you could probably just say surviving his first ultra. (laughs) Because after, uh, you know... A few, a few, uh, few hours. It just kind of turns into survival slash keep pushing forward slash my feet hurt so bad <laughs> slash I'm cramping in my butt cheeks slash I've discovered that ginger ale is the greatest thing on earth. That basically sums up ultra running uh, in a nutshell. So. So yeah, man, I was really happy to have Jason on the podcast and uh, we'll definitely catch up with him as October approaches and is his first ultra marathon uh, is really, I think it's his first race or run over seven miles at this point. I think that's what he texted me. So good luck, Jason. You got it, man. Just learn how to eat while you're running, put in some, put in some time and on the trails, maybe beautiful Anglers Park down in Danville, Virginia. And uh, yeah, man, you got this. You got this. And you know what I loved about Jason is he followed the simplest formula, maybe of all time. But it's, well, two plus two is way simpler. Come on. But (laughs) instead of simple, let's say the most important formula of all time. And it's something that's not hard. It's just consistently doing the right things over a period of time and that will eventually compound into 
greater and greater accomplishments as you move towards your goal. And if you want to know more about that, this is my little pitch for one of the most affecting books I've read called The Slight Edge. And it's all about the exponential growth that you see when you are consciously aware of the positive little habits that you can enact every single day. But also beware of the exponential growth of terrible habits you can have each and every day. And these could be little things that you don't really think are a big deal because, you know, day one, they're not a big deal. Day two, it's not a big deal. I mean, you go a month. If you drank a regular Coca-Cola, which is delicious, especially in an ultra run, but I'm just saying like this should be a special occasion drink. But if you drink one every single day, you're not going to notice much of it of a of a terrible difference in your belt line. <laughs> you're not going to notice that day one. You're not going to notice that day two. You probably won't even notice it in the first few weeks of doing it every single day. But I guarantee you if you continuously drink a regular Coke for three months, then by the end of that three months, you will have seen a change and you will have gone through a change. So just be aware of the little things that you're doing day in and day out. Because on the other side, if you do a positive habit every single day over and over and over again, that also will show exponential growth. Now, day one, day two, maybe even month one, you're not going to see, you might not see the benefits. And that's when it gets frustrating. And that's when people quit because they're not observing all the positive gains they want. It's almost as if you're standing at the bottom of a mountain or let's do, let's relate it to this episode. If you're standing at the bottom of the Linville Gorge and you're like, ah, crap, man, I want to be up there and up there, it's 1500 feet. You're not going to just like automatically teleport to the top of the Linville Gorge. You got to take step one, which in this case is a literal step and you got to take step two. Step three, step four, you're going to have to take all those steps and eventually you will get there, but it's not going to happen right away. And so if you're listening to this and you want to make some sort of positive change in your life, just be cool, be cool, be cool with the idea that it's going to take a while, all right? It's going to take a while. It's going to take hard work. There's no magic pill. There's no quote unquote hack to get you there. The hack is just going to be hard work and conscious, positive effort. All right, man, that's your lecture for today from me. <laughs> that was mostly to, to Jason <laughs> as he goes towards the 50K. But this, this is applied to everybody, including myself, man. I'm doing the Join 100 Club. Calvin Johansson, check him out. Episode number two. Episode number 18. The Mountain Conqueror, quote unquote. And I named him that, so it counts. But uh, he is one of the most inspirational people in my life, and I'm lucky to call him one of my best friends. But he started this thing called the Join 100 Club, where essentially you make a 100-day commitment towards some sort of positive activity. Uh, He started off by doing handstands every, every day, and you do it every single day. 
and I'm doing 15 minutes of yoga every single day. And I just finished day 30. And man, let me tell you, I didn't notice a difference day one or two. I finally started noticing a difference in my yoga ability around like day 27. So it takes a while. But I'm doing it too, man. So we're all in this together. Uh, If you're out there listening, I hope you guys are striving towards whatever your own goals may be. Whatever's in line with your true self and your true passions. Go after those goals, guys. You can elite, like I'm doing 15 minutes of yoga every day. There's no excuse not to make to take 15 minutes out of your day to do yoga. You can find that time. You can find the time to pursue a goal. All right. If you are listening to the podcast, I really appreciate the support. And one way you can support us further is by going on iTunes and reviewing or sharing this sort of thing on social media or, I don't know, do it the old-fashioned way and tell a friend, hey, man, I listened to this cool thing where these two guys talked about cool stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Help us out. We're trying to grow our audience and grow the Like a Bigfoot tribe. So any way you can help would would be awesome. And you can always find all of our other podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, or likeabigfoot.com. All right. Join us next week. We'll be talking to Scott Morris, who uh, is the originator of the Arizona Trail, which is like a... Well, he's not the originator of the Arizona Trail. Excuse me. He's the originator of bikepacking the Arizona Trail, which is essentially what it sounds like. You ride your bu- your mountain bike on some backcountry trail and you you essentially treat it like you're hiking the Appalachian Trail but you're on a mountain bike which is so cool and he basically started the race on the Arizona Trail uh which I believe he said was 750 miles including the traverse of the Grand Canyon in which you have to actually break your bike down put it on your back like a transformer <laughs> and then hike down and then up the Grand Canyon. Uh, It's a great interview. Please tune back in. Uh, I'll have it up sometime within the next week. And yeah, you guys rock, and I will talk to you then. Peace.